Hello, British says Ethan, and welcome back to another episode of Chitter Chatter. This is episode number 64. And today we will be talking about the opening day of the Premier League, uh, specifically Manchester United versus Crystal Palace. Manchester United 1, Crystal Palace 3. It's not pleasant for me to talk about uh, because, as some of you might know, uh, I am a Manchester United fan. Uh, and I was bewildered. I was shocked. I was disappointed. I was I was so many emotions. It was actually hard to watch that match. And yeah, I just don't even like I don't even know what to say. And saying I don't even know what to say, you know, when I'm recording a podcast, that's not very good because you know obviously a podcast, you have to talk a lot. But it <laughs> Like, you start off first with um, with Palace scoring the first goal around, I want to say, the eighth minute around, uh, just before ten minutes, seven or eighth minute, uh, Andros Townsend with the goal. And uh, our defence, as usual, letting us down at the back. Um... It was it was very easy for Andros Townsend to uh, to score. It was um, it was Jeffrey Schlupp who got the assist. He was you know just able to cross it around you know just just almost you know just just passing it across the box with no curve from our well yeah no curve from our defenders you know our defenders well not no curve but our defenders should have done better. Is my point absolutely? Maguire and especially Lindelof, um, because that's Jeffrey Schlupp got the better of Lindelof. Uh, Lindelof definitely should have um, should have done better. And Andrews Townsend was able to slot it in one nil. Uh, then we see um, the whole. Penalty drama, and well, I mean, let's see. Uh, it was um, oh gosh, can't even remember who uh, who missed the penalty uh, in the um. Well, I say missed. I've never made a save, but it was a. Uh, I think it. I think it was was a uh, Jordan Ayew, I believe, um, who. Yeah, it was Jordan Ayew who um, who took the penalty. Uh, quite a weak penalty, even completely honest. Uh, you know, no no real power behind it at all. Uh, and David Ayew was able to get his hand to it. Good save from Deya. Uh, fantastic. United, still in the game. Still 1-0 down. Still in the game. Then. Then. It goes to VAR. Now, when the penalty was saved originally, I, uh, I looked away from the TV. Uh, everyone's like, oh, you know, take some time to obviously, you know, well, not take some time, but, you know, obviously, 
Goalkeeper's going to be hand, uh, holding on to the ball and he's going to kick it out. So I, I looked away from the TV. I think, uh, I think I just had to check my phone for something. Uh, look, look down at my, my phone for about a minute. And I looked back up to see Wilfred Zaha putting the ball down on the penalty spot. And lining up to take the penalty. So I didn't even uh, see what actually happened. Until the replay. Until actually after the match. When I saw the replay. Because I because I thought. Oh one of the players must have stepped in the box. Um, when the penalty was being taken. Which was a rule from last season. Harsh but fair enough I guess. Uh, rules are rules. But no. Uh, they. They. Ordered Palace to retake the penalty because David De Gea was off his line when the penalty was taken. Now, as I said, rules are rules, so it's fair enough. But I mean, flipping heck, it was shambolic. I can't even describe. Uh, Gary Neville described it best himself. Gary Neville said, "Oh, you know, it's one of the new rules." And Gary Neville said himself, "That's an absolute disgrace." He's what. Two inches off his line, and he was, in you know, enraged me. Now, you can say, oh, you know, I'm I'm definitely not making excuses. Like some other people might go, oh yeah, that that was the reason. You know, United lost. Palace should have never had another penalty, uh, another chance to take the penalty. But no, I'm not. I'm not going to be saying that because United deserved to lose yesterday. We we deserved it because. I don't even know if it was a case of Palace outshining us. I mean, Palace was obviously the better team on the day, but I don't think it was kind of like equaling class and Palace got the better of us. It wasn't because United yesterday was absolutely shambolic. Absolutely shambolic. And, I, you know, even going back to the to the, the start of the, the match, what was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thinking with his, with his um, with his lineup, why would he not start a full strength squad? I was very, very confused when I actually saw the lineup. So David Hayes starting goals, obviously. Luke Shaw, obviously. Uh, Maguire and Lindelof as two centre backs, obviously. Now Timothy Vosumensa. Nothing against him for Sumenza whatsoever. I do believe he's, he's he's a decent, solid player. But why do you not start Wambasaka? Now, Timothy Sumenza was starting and playing a bit more towards the end of the season. I get that. But surely, if you're coming into the opening day of the Premier League, you're going to want to start your full-strength squad. And that full-strength squad includes Aaron Wambasaka over Timothy Sumenza. Now, don't get me wrong. Timothy Sumenza played all right in that game. He, he, he wasn't... Uh, he was probably our best defender, or one of our best defenders, definitely. Um, then we have the midfield, uh, Paul Pogba and uh, McTominay. Now, again, McTominay played well, you know, not going to deny that. He uh, he had that close chance uh, uh, in the game um, when it kind of went across the, the face of goal and just behind the right post. Uh, good shot by him, um, but ultimately uh, off target. But McTominay overall, not even just because of that shot, but McTominay overall, he did play well, you know, wasn't bad. Um, uh, but then again, I thought, why not 
Fred because Fred started a lot last season uh, along with Matic. Um, McTominay was only really used mostly last season as a sub. So I kind of questioned it. But what I really questioned is, why did Ole Gunnar Solskjaer not start Donny van der Beek? Now, started him on the bench, which I guess that's the reason why we bought him. To strengthen our squad, to strengthen the bench, even though he's a fantastic player in my eyes. But I actually said uh, in one of my past episodes that... Uh, oh, sorry, when actually Donny, Donny van der Beek joined United, I actually said... I have a sneaking suspicion Ollie will start Donny van der Beek. He didn't, but he should have, in my opinion, because what did Donny van der Beek do? He got his debut goal. We'll come back to that in a, uh, in a second. Uh, now, the attack. Martial up front as a single striker was expected. Bruno Fernandes as the midfielder or the, the central attacking midfielder, I suppose. Behind him, uh, behind Marshall, uh, Rashford obviously starting as well. And then Daniel James. I mean, why? I don't have anything against Daniel James. He seems like a very, very nice lad. But why would you not start Mason Greenwood? Why would you just not go with the attack that you've had pretty much since the restart? And kind of, you know, yeah, well, no, since the restart, because um, Mason Greenwood was used as a super sub, really, uh, as the youngster who could come on and score a few goals. But with the restart, and at the end of the restart, the end of last season, Mason Greenwood was starting over Daniel James in the attack with Bruno, Rashford and Tony Martial. So I don't I, bewildered me when I saw it. I was like, is Greenwood injured? Does he have an injury that we don't know about? No, he's on the bench. He's fit. He came on at halftime. Why? Like, why would you just not start him? Because Mason Greenwood is a great player. Sure, all United fans will agree with me on that. But, I mean, we have a Zaha again. 85th minute, making our defence look like an absolute mockery. He took on, what, about three players? Got it on the other side. David Hay didn't even move. And, yeah, it it was a good shot from Zaha. Don't get me wrong, but our defence, that's when it was like, wow, what are we doing? Well, not even then. I was like that. Even earlier in the match, but that just really that was really the cherry on top of the the really really bad cake for United. It was awful uh, to see our defense just you know you could always just pass the ball through our defense. It, it, it doesn't matter anymore because forget about Jaden Sancho, forget about Alex Tellez. Well, don't forget about Alex Tellez, but. Well, don't forget about Alex Tellers and Jaden Sancho, but our priority has to be a centre-back because we cannot keep going on with Harry Maguire, the most expensive defender in the world, by the way, and Victor Lindelof. Because, like, that was just shown today. I I like both of them players, but we need another centre-back. We need another centre-back. We just do. Because Eric Baye 
Eric Bailly is a very, very good centre-back. But the problem with Eric Bailly is he's very injury-prone. Very injury-prone. So we need another centre-back. Alex Tellez uh, was still in for him. Apparently, according to transfer rumours, but then again, it's transfer rumours, so you never know what the heck is true and what's not. So, yeah, it's um, hard. It's hard even to talk about it, really, because it was just an awful performance from uh, United. So, yeah, Alex Tellers, still in for him, as I said. Uh, that's good if we get him. Because the only other left-backs we really have is Luke Sean, Brandon Williams, so we need definitely more depth in that. Uh, or Luke Sean, Brandon Williams can provide depth over Alex Tellez. Or the other way around. And then we need some sort of centre-back. I mean, we were in for Deopt uh, up Mencano, but um, that has changed, apparently. But we, we need a centre-back. And that, that match yesterday really showed we need a centre-back. Like, Jadon Sancho would be nice, but... Defence, we need to focus on, because yesterday it was shambolic. Uh, but a bright spark for United. 80th minute, Donny van der Beek scoring his debut goal. Um, very happy, jumping for joy, very happy for him. Should have started. And that's a lot of things uh, around the United fan base right now. Should Donny van der Beek uh, start against Palace? Yes, yes, he should have. But he didn't. Um, I mean, we'll go through the ratings. This just shows how pathetic United played yesterday. Overall, the United t- uh, called to foot mob. Um, overall, Manchester United uh, as a team, 6.5 on uh, on average, uh, so we have David Haya clocking in at a uh, six point two. Uh, Timothy Fosu Mensa seven point two. Uh, very solid. Uh, uh, the only bright spark in our defence yesterday. Uh, Victor Lindelof six point four. Harry Maguire six point seven. Luke Shaw six point eight. Paul Pogba six point two. Scott McTominay seven point five. Uh, our best player according to the ratings. As I said he did play well. I felt he did. Uh, Daniel James, 5.9, our worst player according to the rating yesterday. Bruno Fernandes, uh, 7.1. Bruno, uh, you know, solid enough as usual. Uh, Marcus Rashford, 6.5. And Anthony, sorry, sorry, actually no, Daniel James was the second worst player because Anthony Martial, and I didn't think I'd ever be saying this, Anthony Martial had to 5.4. So Daniel James, sorry, was our second worst player. Martial was the worst according to the ratings. Greenwood, who came on at half-time, had a rating of 5.8. Donny van der Beek coming in at 6.8. Odion Agalo coming in at 81. There is no rating for him there, but um, I suppose they couldn't really give him a rating because he only came on for the last nine minutes. So, yeah... I don't exactly know where we uh, where United goes from here, and that's not something that you want to hear at the start of the season. We have Luton Town next in the Carabao Cup. Should be good to get some uh, motivation and momentum for the team. Then Saturday, 26th September, next week, we go to uh, the South Coast. We go to Brighton. Um, and then... 
I'll say the South Coast, but it's what was on the coast in the South anyway. Uh, then Saturday, 3rd of October, the week after that, is Manchester United versus Tottenham Hotspur. 3 o'clock kickoff, and I am dreading that. And then, you know, the other matches, uh, Everton winning 5-2. Dominic Calvin-Lewin uh, with two goals. And James Rodriguez scoring his debut goal uh, for Everton. And I think James Rodriguez is going to perform very well for Everton and uh, is going to be a key player this season. Uh, Leeds getting the first win of the Premier League. Uh, in, what, 16 years, is it? Leeds 4, Fulham 3. Literally the reverse of the Liverpool game when Leeds lost on the opening day, 4-3. It's Liverpool, uh, Leeds 1-4-3 against Fulham. Manchester United 1, Palace 3, we've been through that. Arsenal 2, West Ham United 1. And then, as of recording, Southampton on Sunday lost 5-2 to Tottenham Hotspur. Newcastle lost... At St. James's Park to Brighton, 3-0. Half-time between Chelsea and Liverpool. It's 0-0 as we speak. Leicester and Burnley are kicking off at 7 o'clock. But I think Leicester will win that. So, that's that's going to be it. Um, don't exactly have that much to say. Didn't enjoy this episode, but uh, it needed to be done. Anyway, we will end it off here i hope you did enjoy uh follow my twitter at the cc podcast underscore that's at the two letter c's cc podcast under underscore so at the cc podcast underscore on twitter and you can keep uh updates of um new episodes of uh unique facts and weed laws and chitter chatter uh thank you very much for listening as always i hope you have a great Afternoon, great evening, great morning, great day, great night, or wherever you are in the world listening to this episode of Chitter Chatter. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Keep safe, as always, and goodbye.